The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Shall we ring Jane to do the intro to this podcast? It's only fair. It is only fair. But bang on, like, three, she will be in full chaos. She'll she, like, Pickle will be vomiting on her and she'll be holding her kids underneath her arms and trying to get a photo of Clint Randall. <laughs> My name's Jane Yee. I'm joined over the phone lines by Alex Casey and Duncan Greaves. That was so professional. That was wonderful. And Jane, where's Jane? Where's Jane? Jane is at home with a child who has COVID. Oh. A great sadness. Is that okay? Yeah, he's fine. He's seven times his life. On iPad all day, doesn't have to go to school. And how's kids are going to remember COVID in like an entirely different way than adults are? How long till they're trading positive tests at school? Uh, It may already be happening. (laughs) You definitely want to go for a second opinion on that, I reckon. How's Pickle, Jane? Pickle is good. Um, He's very neat. Can you hear him? He's actually just right here. Is he vomiting? Oh, no. Give him a squeeze. Oh, yeah. No, he had had a bit of a spew out in the the garden. He's all right, though. I think he um, he does that thing that dogs do and sometimes cats do where he... Is it afterwards? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's probably yeah, that's healthy. That's farm to I play. I do that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's Samuel, everybody. Samuel, of course. <laughs> Hello, Samuel. Hi. We just, we're just trying out the funky phone thing. Is there anything else um, interesting that you can see, Jane? <laughs> that I can see? Yeah. No, I can't see anything interesting. It's my bedroom. I made my bed especially, but you guys can't see that. No, we can oh, imagine it though. On some what level. What can you see? Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, lucky. That was the appropriate level of enthusiasm. <laughs> when we do callbacks or discuss our podcast, is that the podcast equivalent of eating our own vomit? Yes. Something to think We're about. We're constantly eating our own vomit. <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> flatty shoe vomit. Bloody be your own shower witch vomit. Tag the flatties vomit. Tag your flatties. I still think be your own shower witch every morning is in my... Every morning I do it. Every morning I start the day off right. Samuel, do you even know what we're talking about? When we're Absolutely saying- not. <laughs> I, I have seen... Exa- I've listened to exactly three episodes of The Real Pod and they were the ones I recorded. <laughs> He's a big fan. He's a big... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be a lovely summer break for you, visiting the back catalogue. Mm. Um, do, you know, do you know how many we've done, Sammy? I know you've been counting podcasts lately. There have how many been we done this year? 69 real pod podcasts this year. What? Ooh, la, la. Very nice. Right. Very, very That's nice. an auspicious number. Amazing. Um, Jane, so what do we... We don't really have much to talk about today in terms of local reality or real news. We we're just going to talk about our favourite uh, international reality shows of the year. Do you want yeah. to kick us off, given that you are <laughs> dialing in remotely from your bed? <laughs> well, it, it sounds also okay, like on, no, from wait, a building on, site, not, <laughs> yeah, yeah. sonically. Yeah. <laughs> from 1995. <laughs> it is not, I'm not dialing in from my bed. Let me be clear. My bed is made. I'm neither in it nor on it. You're um, near it. I'm... I'm near. Get I'm into bed, bedroom. girl. Yeah, it's so good working from bed. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Um, okay, now I'm on bed, so that's exciting. Um, and he comes back Okay, so the shows that the two shows I want to talk about mm-hmm. um, will be unsurprisingly 
Bachelor US, which of course I have been following since a long time. Um, actually, no, I want to talk about The Bachelorette that came out this year. It was such a tank of a season. I dipped out for a couple of seasons because it was just getting too much, as in too much telly to watch with everything else we were watching. But I thought mm-hmm. I'd give it a hone again. And it's just they had two Bachelorettes. And I have to say, we did a better job with two Bachelorettes than they did. Did they stole that? From, just, we were the first to do that, right? They stole yeah, I mean, our in, routine. In the States, they're like, never been done before. How mm-hmm. dare they? So, um, but they started off with two, they carried two through the whole season, and one of them just had a disastrous run. She spent the entire time in tears and came out with nobody. Oh. And then the other one had just kind of like a really anticlimactic finale where she, I think like she rode off into the sunset with her love, but like he sort of left the show and she went with him sort of thing. Oh, I can't remember. Um, and it's just tanked. It's just flat. Is Chris Harrison stuff. gone, Jane? Oh, yes, he's gone. He is no longer. So what happened? Is there a host or is it just like an air freshener? Yeah, like, there's a host. His name's Jesse, someone I can't remember his surname. I think he's a former bachelor from way back. Um, and he's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. They needed another white man in there and they got one in. And he's, Thank uh, God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's touch yeah. and go for a while. <laughs> yeah, the, the white men were looking like they were in trouble for of about never. Um, and the other show I want to talk about is Sister Wives, because this is a very nice show that I've been following for some 14 odd years. It's incredibly boring. <laughs> like, it's this is not huge great. <laughs> I remember yeah, when you made us, I've heard you talk about the show at least. I know. And once you even I played know. me and Duncan a very long chunk of a boring <laughs> podcast <laughs> that we had no not, reference of like points for. It is no, not a boring podcast if you know the show. But <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, it's been, to be fair, look, it's, it's a show that's kind of about nothing. It's a fascinating part of it is just watching this weird family dynamic of one husband wives and like 17 children too many of everything to be honest and nothing happens year after year after year after year and this year one of the wives has left the husband (gasps) and it's huge news it's very sensational a lot of drama uh for this particular show and it's just so so good so this has just been a landmark year for sister wives and i'm glad that i Man, imagine if you hadn't had the payoff, like this 14 years or an objectively boring show, by your own account. Do you have a community around you, Jane, of Sister Wives (laughs) fans? You sound concerned, Alex. (laughs) A little bit. There's a Sister Wives channel channel in the Discord. Oh, the real part Discord. Discord Yeah, is in the show notes. How popular is How many sprinkles in the sprinkling? How many sprinkles in the sprinkling? I don't know. It feels like maybe five. That's pretty (laughs) good, you know. Is that how many sister wives there are? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there there are just more people in the Discord channel than wives Cody has, (laughs) which is um, as long as we're above their number of wives he has, I think that it's a success. Do you stand ready to replace the missing wife? As a, as a, no. No? This, <laughs> no? This doesn't look great. such a freak. He is like a bad, bad man. Oh. A bad man. Honestly, you guys should watch it. You'd love it. You've got 14 years worth of content. Maybe yeah, next Samuel's year. Listening to the entire back catalogue of The Real Pod, you guys should watch this one. Mm. Where do we watch it, Jane? Um... The internet. <laughs> is it a one, two, three, watch movies kind of a job? No, I would never. <laughs> uh, I believe you can watch it on Sky. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, like we have Sky. Okay. Sky. <laughs> I'll sign up to Sky then, Jay. Sign up immediately. I don't think they're airing the, the new season currently. <laughs> and the funniest thing about that is that for a reality show, this shoot so far behind, like, the earring stuff that happened at the beginning of last year, earring and states, and then our sky isn't even playing the current season. So by the time you get it, it's all sort of like two years old information. So spoiler alert, Christine leaves. Run, don't walk, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the people who care 
they're really care, and I'm here to represent them. It's, it's yeah. important that we represent the minorities. Okay, well, you've he- you've heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> Bachelorette, not that good. <laughs> Sister wives. <laughs> Go back to Very 2008. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jane Yee, for your uh, recommendations of the year <laughs> for 2022. Oh, Those recommendations. Well, I still stand by Sister Wives. Till I die, probably. And we stand by you, Jane, through thick and thin. Thank you. Can't wait to and see you again. Silly podcast. We'll we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Happy bye this is the real pod, by the way. Have we been clear about that? They know. I think it's strongly implied. You know what's weird is I looked. You don't have to say all the stuff about Facebook and the real pod corner and stuff. It's in the show notes. It's in the show notes, and it's all on Google. Really? I've said it once, and I'll say it again. RealPod Corner will take you straight there. You don't you don't need us to tell you where to go. This is your rack is Google. <laughs> yeah. There's some amazing information on there. <laughs> have you guys heard of Google? You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe what, some what, of the what, stuff. What have you found? <laughs> oh, lots of stuff. A slug has four noses. Did that, you know that? No, but that that where did you find that? Like WikiHow or something? It <laughs> yeah. doesn't seem real. <laughs> I used Google just the other day to figure out how to pack up art. WikiHow. Was it it WikiHow? Mm -hmm. Or Quora? I love Quora too. It's always like a question from six years ago. I know. (laughs) It's called. I remember, I feel like Yahoo Answers was the the iconic platonic Mm. version of that, which just, you could never really tell whether it was like a troll answer or just like a really earnest, misguided person who was just trying to answer everything. Really didn't have a lot of facts mm. at their disposal. It was Ask Jeeves. Yeah, but that, oh. that's just an old search that, engine. <laughs> it's not even related. Bing. Bing. Dogpile. No, you're just saying some names. <laughs> Samuel, do you know about Dogpile? I don't know about. I know all the other ones. I don't know. About <laughs> I don't know about Dogpile either. Yeah. Hope I've just said something real and not something weird. One it moment. Sounds like one of the things you discussed on your podcast with Eli. Dogpile.com. Yeah, it's real. It's got online dating. And best air fryers. <laughs> okay, this is a podcast about reality television and popular culture. We don't really have much to talk about in terms of the, the local sphere this this week. Which is a relief. Kind of. It's nice to take take stock. I also feel like people are starting to check out <laughs> of mm. this year. <laughs> I got my Christmas tree on the weekend. I nice. know it's early, but we it was, it was less than a month until we flew out to, to Perth. So I figured it was fine. Yeah, well, not to, I mean, I've never been to Perth. I have been Haven't to Perth, but not for many years. I thought you were just I in went Perth. to Gold Coast. Gold oh, Coast Gold is not Coast in Perth. Perth. Okay, I don't know. You're, you've got to get on Dogpile. piece of land. And just do some research <laughs> about countries. <laughs> I don't know. Look, okay, so what we're going to do is go back and look at the best international reality shows of the year. I should say in advance that this is going to be dominated by Alex, who's a much more diligent watcher of international reality TV I than me. I do the work. You do? I do. And uh, some of these you have watched, so... Two of these I have watched. I would even say maybe three. I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna go out and say it. So I've picked ten. The best, what I think... Can we count them down? Like in your order? Um, can, you, can you put them in an order? That's going to take me ages. No, I can't. Well, just just sort of, even if the order's wrong, it's an order. Okay. Okay, I'm going to do this on the fly. This is chaos. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll start with the end then. Which is the worst? This is the worst. Yes. Okay. Can we get some, like, music to make this sound kind of cool? Like... Coming in at number 10, it is... Love is Blind. Really? Number 10? Number 10. Did you think it would be higher? Well, I did just because Hunter Harris, who's a writer we mutually admire, got a very good Substack. loves Love is Blind, all about it. Mm. So tell me why it's 10. Well, for me, we're three seasons in now. Time and time again, it is proven love is not blind. (laughs) (laughs) Very quickly in the experiment. So the setup is... Group of men, group of women, live in separate quarters and date through a frosted glass window, basically, over the course of a week. You can only meet each other once one of you has proposed (laughs) to the other person. Then you meet in this kind of channel (laughs) and they lift up like a um, screen and they run into each other's arms. And then very quickly they realize they don't like each other at all. Um, And then they go into the real world, blah, 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 working towards a real marriage in two weeks' time. (laughs) Oh, that's, so that's fast. It's pretty fast-paced. And 
for the most part, people do genuinely seem to fall when they're in the pods in a way that I think you would if you were isolated and kind of <laughs> kept in like a corporate waiting room. <laughs> if I was without iPhone for more than like two days, I don't know how I would act. I would go feral. Like, <laughs> Lots of love. love I'd fall in love with a lamp. <laughs> and there are some funny moments because people tend to open up pretty quickly, but because they can't see each other, sometimes the other person famously in this season in um, Raven when her her love was opening up about something from his childhood she was just like working out like doing star jumps <laughs> and push ups and trying to sound like she wasn't puffed so there are moments like that the reason this has only made the top 10 for me because I actually kind of dropped off I didn't even watch all of it there's this amazing moment in episode 3 of season 3 where one of the <laughs> one of the like hotshot guys he's like a wildlife photographer who thinks he's got this lady um, on lock, she basically dumps him and in his interview he asks the producer if the camera's rolling and he thinks they're not and he takes out like an eyedropper and drops fake no. tears drops all these fake tears into his eyes and then is just like <laughs> what does he say, he's like I never thought I could care for someone that would bring me to tears like this <laughs> while these fake tears are pouring down his face. I love that moment. Yeah, and you can hear the producer. The producer's like, yeah, we're rolling, and he just doesn't care. <laughs> I don't know what rolling means, but I assume it means not rolling. <laughs> kind of a vibe. Um, but I preferred earlier seasons. I, I, this is always the case with these sorts of shows, you know. The, the first season is the true experiment, and then everything else is just kind of mimicking that to an extent. Um, Love is Blind, number 10. Okay, number nine. Hmm. I'm going to go for The Mole, another Netflix reality show. Reboot. Yeah, because that's a familiar name. Of the classic, early 2000s. Julie Christie joint here in New Zealand. Not so, not invented by, though. Uh, it was a Belgian format called Demol. Mole. <laughs> 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 I feel like the Nordics do, like... Proper, like Married at First Sight is an, an, is an original Danish format, I, mm. think. I, I think, and Big Brother as well. Like, I think that they are very good at pushing the boundaries of human, <laughs> like, like, like endurance and what is sort of morally defensible. Yeah, I think there was the latest one that came from that part of the world that had a bit of chatter, which is yet to be picked up here, was one where it was like, about surrogates or so it was like married at first sight but like next level maybe <laughs> like sperm a, a human life donors <laughs> yeah i don't know That's it chill. didn't really take off but the mole was pretty low stakes in the scheme of things so it's basically there's a group of competitors all working to to um, win money together but one of them is sabotaging them the whole time one of them's the mole that person's working to earn money for themselves and you don't know who it is even the the viewers don't know until the finale and i asked madeline chapman editor of the spin-off watched because I've watched only a few episodes. I didn't care for it that much, but I know, knew that Mad loved it. She watched start to finish in one day. Wow. <laughs> All 10 episodes from her couch. And that's the Mad Chapman effect. You yeah. Know? If you can she get commits. her, If you can get her on a couch watching a whole show. She says it's brilliant. You never know who's lying to who, and they're lying to you as well. It's also one of those shows where it's a great cross-section of people because it's all kind of hokey challenges and... It's not, like, super physical. It's not a dating show. It's not based on appearance or, you know, your... A little, little bit of CTI-ish kind of A energy. little bit of CTI energy. But I also think it's cool that it's it's a reboot of an early 2000s format. Yeah. Because I reckon this is where we're going. TV's going towards the mole. All the shows that we had in the early 2000s here, I think, are all going to come back. There's been, like, a lot of rebooting of dramas and, and comedies and so on from that era. So it stands, stands to reason... And the formats are just sitting there. Mm. Love Island famously a reboot as well. Of a of a of a reality show. There was a Is it? Yeah, because there was the the original Love Island was like a not that good show with quite a different premise and they basically completely retooled it for the phenomenon we now like oh, wow. love. See I have a theory. I reckon shows like The Mole and other shows I will discuss further down the list are gonna come into prominence again because they are safer <laughs> literally in terms of like in a post me too world dating shows are like minefields <laughs> yeah and these shows uh you can get a really broad range of people doing a lot of interesting things without the emotional trauma <laughs> necessarily there are like levels of deception and stuff but i feel like we're returning to purer times 
That's cans. Mm. I feel like that's the that's the mode. Everyone is sort of trying to self care, <laughs> and including reality TV producers, network heads. If you can like entertain people without having like constant reputational risk for your network and production company, it stands to reason you might lean in that direction. Mm. And I also think it solves a lot of the problems that have like plagued reality TV in terms of representation for a long time because the dating shows have been the big shows. They're so dependent on young, hot, wearing a bikini, you know, and it's all the same kind of people. Yeah, and then there's always that sort of crazy tension around, like, who are they picking? And, oh, interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Some factors here that are common to all these couples. Yikes. Um, What number are we at? I've already forgotten. We're we're at at eight. Okay. This is eight? This 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 is eight. This one coming up. This is eight. No, because you've done Love is Blind in the Mole. Man, this is two. Ten, nine. Carry the one. (laughs) Coming in at number eight. Below Deck Down Under. Duncan, you've seen it. I've seen it. This means I might have seen, I reckon you could round it up to like 3.2, which is almost a third. Because there's another one I think I've sort of seen. Oh, shit. So let's discuss Below Deck Down Under. I think what does a lot of the work to get it to the top 10 is Aisha Scott here. Um, Without Aisha, the show is... A, it's not even an honourable mention. No. It's a, like a finger-wagging disappointment. <laughs> we would not have committed to recapping the entire um, series with middling success <laughs> um, had it not been for her. This was the first down-under iteration of what I think is the greatest reality franchise You've made a very compelling made. case for that on the spinoff.co.nz. This season was a bit more chill, but you seemed to like really love it quite early on because you did watch ahead and you were talking it up well, no, massively. I, I, no, I was I I watched ahead from like eleven through close, which I actually think because if I am to volunteer a thesis of my own, along with your sort of best reality show, I think part of the reason it works is that it's. Uh, it's a 40-minute episode. It's not like an hour and 10 minutes like a lot of the modern shows. And there are, there are really defined beats to it so that when you sort of binge it, you're getting like big chunks of action. There aren't the like kind of these sort of meandering, drifty, fulfill a sponsor commitment, just take up some airtime mm. episodes that have kind of really broken the format in New Zealand. And, and uh, so I think watching it at pace, I got all that. But when we were doing it weekly... There was just there were just some factors about this season, both in terms of the quality of the the guests and just the relative lack of combustibility of the participants that kind of chilled out. I mean, our interview with Aisha, which huge get, she kind of alluded to some people who are just not bringing it on camera. Most most prominently, Jamie. Right. Who was Jamie again? I think he was the bosun. Oh. Main bosun, chief bosun. Oh yeah, and, muscle man. Oh, that's right. And there was Culver. We can't forget Culver. Adore Culver. Breakout star, many mullet wigs, Stripper. many different characters. Tension uh, with with Brittany. That's right. Entertainment officer which of the boat. Resolved pop off screen, which you know. Yeah. Hold out. I mean, possibly this is also we've talked about this, but because the cast all isolated together <laughs> before they shot, True. you know, those two weeks, especially also with the guests, I think, makes for a completely different show. The, um, the production show, with hindsight, I think that if they could do it over again, they would not allow that to happen. Just let COVID rip through, yeah. whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the greater good. <laughs> um, also, not one, but two Poonamis, which yeah, is massive. Foul. Really crazy. Poor old Benny. See, now we're talking about, like, these characters were good. Why didn't it work? They were good. It just didn't have the the explosions. What was the lovely captain's name? Captain Jason. Captain Jason. Maybe too lovely. Mm. You need a stern cap. Yeah, I think so. It's also, I followed, um, I wanted to see how some of the crew were doing. Benny only has 15,000 followers on Instagram. Do you think that seems low? It seems about right. Do you reckon? Because, I mean... Yes, big famous, big franchise, but also, who's following Benny? I mean, lo- as much as I love him, is it because he's a wonderful DJ? <laughs> <laughs> is it because he's great he knows with his wet way bag? around a wet bag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just not sure what the compelling sell is for following Benny. This is true. It's just sad to me that like reality stars can't be what they used to be. You know. Yeah. They can't be the titans of HelloFresh and whatnot. <laughs> Maybe they still can be. Um, coming in at number 
Seven. Seven. <laughs> I'm going to choose Selling Sunset. This Another is- Netflix. There's quite a huge Netflix showing in this top ten. They really committed to reality over the last few years after being quite distant from it. Mm. I still think the big mo- big play for them would be to buy a shitload of black- back catalogue seasons. Not just like little odds and ends, but... Like the whole bit. Because mm. there's so many that just are not available. Tell me about something selling sense. I've also watched some of the show and very enjoy it. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's the fakest show you'll ever see in your life on every single level. <laughs> Explain this. Every part of it. Well, it's like extremely scripted. It's all, it's like a soap opera. It's set in the Oppenheim Group, this luxury real estate uh, agency in LA. All of the women are dressed in the most ridiculous <laughs> costumes. It's really good watching people go to work in their Oscar outfits. <laughs> like Christine Quinn, who's the mega villain of the show. Incredible. This is also why this makes the top ten, because I'm not sure Christine is coming back. And if this is Christine's last season, welcome to the top ten. Um, she often has like these novelty handbags. One of them was just like a small diamante chair <laughs> on a chain. With no storage. <laughs> I think I've seen Rihanna with that. Probably. That's the kind of level that's the kind of level that they're at. Like they just head to toe glam. She had a baby at some point and then like went back to work looking exactly the same the next day. That's it's just how all over the work place. In Tinseltown. <laughs> so you watch it for like a few different reasons. There's the luxury real estate, which is just absurd, and sometimes there's like interesting pseudo-celebrity clients and stuff. Like, you never got... Did we see Lou Ferrigno at, at, on one season? I'm Who's pretty that? Sure. He's, he played the Hulk in the 70s. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he might have had a statue of the Hulk in the 70s in his house. Maybe we never saw him, but I always thought that was cool. Mm. So you watch it for the real estate, but it's mostly the, the drama, the workplace drama. Christine Quinn is a mega villain, but what was crazy about this season, the Oppenheim group is run by two, two twins. Would you believe it? I would believe it. And I one of them, them started dating Chriselle, his employee, inappropriate. And their relationship was just like, so <laughs> disgusting. Well, she would, like, rub his head. Because these, these two lads, like, these women are notable for being incredibly tall. They're very statues. They're all stunning. And these two, two lads are shredded, but they're not the tallest we can't twins. talk about me quite anymore, I know, Duncan. Verity Johnson. Did you not read the Verity Johnson column? I didn't, and stuff but I did screen grab it and send it to you. <laughs> it's not okay, but it is a fact. She was much taller than him. Yeah, like and I'm, it I'm made not passing for any judgment. It's just a interesting visual dynamics. I mean, you, he, she shouldn't be rubbing his head. I feel like Verity <laughs> needs to have a power on that. Um, so yeah, we left. This season ended with Christine's job on the line after it came out that she tried to poach someone else's client and offered them $5,000 to go with her, which is not on at the Offenheim Group. It's also not that much money. It's like, not that much money, on. given that, the stuff they're throwing around. How many little trash handbags do you buy for five grand? Like, I'm assuming none. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's one of those shows that, I guess this is why there's probably so many Netflix ones, is just you binge it from start to finish. Yeah. Like Mad did with The Mole. I watched all of Selling Sunset. I know Seller, Jane Hopgood at the spinoff, massive Selling Sunset fan. And I wrote at the start of the year, we need a local version. Lo and behold, Rich Lister's NZ. <laughs> That's not a local version. What do you mean? Well, it just, like, <laughs> just, well, it, was, it, was, it was made up in every it's way. It's adjacent. <laughs> but it just, oh, New Zealand. We give it a crack, but we sometimes don't even give it a crack when we're giving it a crack. Do you know what I mean? I mean, they gave the fakeness a crack. Like, they yeah. really faked it. But they really just shot it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't sound like there was anything that wasn't part of the show. <laughs> Did you watch it? No. No. <laughs> I read the coverage. Yeah. I wrote about it. You wrote about it, which I thought was really brave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm known for that. <laughs> okay, coming in at number... Six. Thank you, Samuel. Yeah. That's a boomer. Hmm. Yeah, I felt kind of awkward about whispering the last one. I kind of wasn't a bit insecure about it. You could always add some FX to it. You mm. <laughs> You know, you will. you got a lot of editing to do on this podcast, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> um, coming up next, hmm, Hunted Australia. I know nothing about this. I okay. just saw it and was like, huh, interesting. Well, tell me everything. Hunted Australia is so much fun. It's like, I know you love an action film. It's like It's like an early 2000s action film. They basically get 18 Aussie 
drongos <laughs> and put them in a van, blacked out van, drive them into the middle of Melbourne, release them all, and they've got to stay on the run from these like the squad of like former intelligence freaking MI5. Why didn't no one tell me about that? Well, I'm telling you now, I wrote about it on the spin-off a few weeks ago. I need to get an it's RSS good shit. <laughs> It's one of those TV shows that I see in like Facebook clips on my Facebook mm. watch feed. From Lab Bible? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it, it's it's truly it's 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 an insane experience that show it's legit and it's so interesting so they they release them all you've got to stay on the run if you can stay on the run for 21 days you win a hundred thousand dollars so there's a lot at stake here for these teams there's all these different kinds of people my favorite team has like a tradie and a hairdresser who immediately ran out of the van ran into a car park which is where you go i've learned if you're on the run because no reception and no cctv cctv outside Uh run into a car park shave your head pop a wig on and pop on like a high vis vest, and then look oh, then like you're, you're a and then you're a tradie forever. Because I'm halfway through, and there's been no updates on those lads. <laughs> like I think they, they might, might still be, they might be like <laughs> the, the Japanese POW who's <laughs> still fighting the war. They were so convincing they got a job <laughs> yeah. as a tradie. Yeah. <laughs> now they're just working. And started started a new life. <laughs> um, but it's really funny. It's really interesting in terms of you're like, what would I do? Because I was like to Joe, I was like, I'd just probably go to go to the batch, and he's like, they'd find you straight away. <laughs> like. <laughs> Because people often will just like hit up their friend on Facebook and start pl- and you know start staying with close friends, but they get found like that because they they've got, got their social they media. They've got cash, but they have to be really careful about getting out money from ATMs oh, and using card. hop cards and stuff like that. Right. Um, there's a lot of I again. Do this. There's a big disclaimer at the end, which is like many of the situations in Hunted Australia are completely simulated and the government does not have access to this level of surveillance <laughs> in real life. Well, that's what the government wants <laughs> Because they do, it is like, when they shoot back at HQ, it's like Minority Report and they're all like, pull up this, pull up this. And I'm like, I'm sure there's no, there's no like mainframe where you can access all security footage everywhere in the country. Except for the production office of Hunted. <laughs> exactly. And it's shot like an action film. That it's massive budget. Like they have choppers following these people. It's like madness. It's amazing. Imagine if they made Highly it how crap it would be. I know. <laughs> I love thinking about that. The $130,000 budget version of Hunter. <laughs> we put them on a train. Yeah. <laughs> the train was cancelled. <laughs> they had to go home. We found them. <laughs> That's really short. And everything would be partnered. Like they just. <laughs> you got $50 to spend at Bunnings. <laughs> and we're going to release them in a half an hour. Um, I've only got halfway through, as I said. There's two teams that are regularly using old lady costumes (laughs) as decoys. Just highly recommend. (laughs) There's just a lot of like Mrs. Doubtfire (laughs) kind of conversation going on. Has that ever been adapted into reality TV? Is that (laughs) screaming for it? RuPaul's Drag Race Corner. (laughs) When? (laughs) When? (laughs) This is the first year that I haven't watched a single RuPaul franchise. And I think you're a better person for it. Do you reckon? Yeah, probably. I feel great. Go and clear. Doesn't feel like a good, <laughs> Go and clear. good ally Sunder. thing to do. <laughs> Stop <laughs> watching RuPaul's Swear off RuPaul right. forever. <laughs> Sick of it. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming in at number five. Yep. Five. I mean, this is Throwback Thursday. The Kardashians. Mm. The Kardashians Still on Hulu. Got it. Yep. 
got it more than ever before. The new, the reboot, which is now in its second season, better than ever. Fascinating. It's so tightly controlled. You can feel Chris Jenner <laughs> in every frame being like, no, they're in the cutting room. They're, they're making this show. Like, they own it in a way that they didn't with E. So, 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 so as in, like, they're showing them in the cutting room? They're not showing them in the cutting room, but they've alluded to in episodes previous episodes how they were like not happy with the cut so they're having a conversation mm. to like set the record straight on what happened there like like at the start of the the new season Chloe Kardashian got divorced from her husband after he cheated on her but she didn't want to reveal in the show when they were filming earlier that she had a surrogate and that they were having a baby together so they do like an episode that like jumps forward in time and then they jump back in time at the end of the episode and then like Chloe just pretends she's not having a baby for the entire season. It's incredible. Their control over that information in particular because mm. that's what's interesting about watching it is like the season's covering things like the Pete Davidson relationship, SNL, and the Met Gala and Kim squeezing into the Maryland dress, which we've all watched and experienced through the news already, like, months ago, but now we get to see it again. But there's still breaking news with every episode. <laughs> like, there's yeah. headlines coming out of each episode, and the fact that Chloe was somehow able to keep a pregnancy mm. secret for the premiere, like, purely for the launch of the show, <laughs> it's just incredible. It's amazing. I'm so glad that it still exists. (laughs) It it feels like they're going to make it forever. Yeah, I think so. There's also a really weird dynamic where it's like, feels very much like it's our family against the world now. (laughs) So intense. And it's like, come on, guys. You don't have it that tough. You know, (laughs) they're constantly. You get to that level of fame. Like, imagine how isolating that must be. Yes, there is, but then there's like, and I respect, you know, Chloe and Kendall for talking about their struggles with anxiety and stuff, but when you see Chloe be like, I just can't do another red carpet, I'm like, don't. <laughs> like, don't. Don't be on a show okay. about yourself if you can't handle <laughs> the attention. I think I could flick, fix Chloe Kardashian if I got alone in a room with her for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what? How? What's your, what's your strategy? I don't know. Like, I think I'd just be like, girl, come on. <laughs> <laughs> You do wonder if there's anyone in their life who will do that. Do that I know. Too. Mm. But like, I get a lot of it is also just for, you know, cameras and keeping the, the thing going. But sometimes I just want to sit down and be like, hey, Chloe, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for you. It does an amazing job of making them seem like humans. <laughs> I will say that. And even underdogs sometimes. Mm. Like there's a whole episode dedicated to Kim trying to get a guy off death row and she pulls it off and it made me be like, maybe I should buy skims to support, <laughs> to support Kim and her like legal stuff, you know? Like the, the richest woman in the world. And I was like, this is poison. And I love it. <laughs> and did you? I looked into it. <laughs> you were still I looked into it. I've got a cart full, but I haven't pressed it. Have you seen that like, micro thong? It's oh, like not even. Some of those products are just com- completely absurd. And I also quite like seeing them like weathering a lot of like Twitter storms and stuff. Like when Kim got in trouble earlier in the year for saying her business advice for women is just to get up and work, (laughs) which she got in big trouble for (laughs) Um, coming from someone of her position and privilege. And there was a whole episode basically dedicated to her dealing with the like the fallout of it. And not that I'm like super sympathetic, but I was just like, it's quite cool to see that that shit actually rattles them. You know, that it actually does get there. And she's like freaking out about this stuff. It is also quite amazing that, a tweet that's basically ultimately kind of banal <laughs> and maybe slightly insensitive if you're like, yeah, but sure, sure, it's, it's, it's insensitive, but Jesus H. Christ, like, you should not require a crisis <laughs> management plan in a whole episode of TV. It's <laughs> <laughs> so freaking boring and basic. Yeah. Well, she's getting out there and working, Duncan. Yeah, well, that's she's what I'm just, I'm just saying. Crisis management. Maybe we need to think about us, uh, <laughs> what we're up to <laughs> as a side. Well, I'm very glad. I'm very glad that it's, it's just amazing. If you're, like, just anyone who's interested in celebrities or television or anything, it's just, you've got to watch it. What they just so amazing, how they control the narratives over their lives on that show. Just one other great episode when she was shooting another Skims campaign in the new season and she did the Icons shoot and she got Tyra and who else? Heidi Klum, Cindy Crawford maybe, like all these supermodels to come and shoot and then Heidi Klum's like, Kim, you should you should get in. You should shoot, you should get in the shoot too. And she's like, "What? <laughs> I never. Th- I'm so unprepared. I never thought of 
this and then just like whips off her robe <laughs> and it's immediately like in the middle of the shirt. Was <laughs> Heidi Klum dressed as a worm during this? <laughs> she should have been. <laughs> That's the skims I would buy. Yes, worm skims. <laughs> worm skims. <laughs> That's Kardashians. Coming in at number four. No. Yeah, no, four. Is it four? Yeah, four. Coming in at number four, Duncan, it's Love Island UK. I'm excited. This is my first year. This is your first time in Mallorca at the villa. (laughs) (laughs) It was. And I feel like it was like growth for me as a person to think, no, that ship sailed. You're too old. (laughs) You didn't get on. And you can never devote that much time to it. I was like clock watching, waiting for episodes to drop. I Mm. got so in. Six eps a week. Big commitment. But is it though? Like, it's not like it's not like the three or whatever episodes of the block. That's a big commitment. <laughs> I know that it's half as much time, but it's three times as much of your like will to learn. True. <laughs> Whereas Love Island, it, it filled me up. What 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 filled you up about it? Um. Oh man. Okay. I, I loved I love the way that they talk. I love I love their funny little accents. <laughs> It's okay, because I am English too. Um, I, I really like, I love the way they dress. I, I just love the whole hermetically sealed world of it, and just even just slowly figuring out what a manicure was and all of the, the coded language they use. Um, I, I, I loved D- Davide and Nick and Sue and their relationship. I feel like without them this, this season, like I, I understand that why people who, who really know the game are just like, this was kind of an, an average season and that you know that people know too much of what what it's meant to be now and mm. and and play to that but as as a new fish dropped straight into this <laughs> prison of a show i was uh i was thrilled and, and and plus it was also like i do think that we're very lucky in that it's like it runs counter seasonally here so that through the depths of winter this really concentrated block of a thing to take your, mm. you know, like it feels like you're on holiday when you're watching it. Mm. All these kind of garish colours, they never leave this location. It's so bright. They're so shredded. <laughs> My God. Uh, you know, like, I mentioned it, you know, like, just it, it changed me. Like, mm. So wearing gold chain, <laughs> you know? Because like, of Love Island. 100% because That's of Love Island. That's a real pod exclusive. Whoa. Yeah. That's so, stunning. And people can't tell us apart now. It's, it's really <laughs> um, we also cannot forget Andrew admitting to Tasha that he had cheated on her Casa Amor with <laughs> the iconic voice. Well, first of all, he admitted that he sucked a tit or whatever. <laughs> and then he changed it in the next sentence to licked a tit. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's better. They're not the same thing, Andrew. Answer the question. <laughs> We demand answers. <laughs> and after the first one, Natasha's just like, you what? <laughs> just and, so good. I mean, that's why together, you watch huh? it. That's why you devote. Yeah. But Hours. It, but it is amazing, right? Like, we've watched shows with so much more drama where it's kind of routinized and almost productized, and we'll probably talk about one of them shortly. This one, when you try to, like, what happened, there's, like, five things. Yeah. And yet... It's spellbinding. <laughs> Even though every conversation is exactly the same. Like if you had one of those word clouds, mm. there'd only be like seven words in it. They'd all just be <laughs> massive. There's just the vocabulary of the thing is like preschool. Yeah. It's gorgeous. <laughs> and also I think there's something to be said for the way it's shot. Like even though they're in this ridiculous contrived yes. situation, the fact that it's just it's purely observational hidden cameras. Compared to something like, I don't know, F Boy Island, which is like so heavily edited and, you know, getting and people they to shoot do stupid scenes, things. You know. Yeah, they shoot setups and scenes, whereas this, you very rarely like get them out of the, man- the villa doing weird dates. It's and all it, just sitting around. Well, it's all just sitting around. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but I think that because of that, it, it does have that thing where when they do almost anything it's just tremendously exciting because this is actually like these are still fundamentally like psychological experiments like mm. put 14 like wildly attractive but objectively hilarious people in a location and just here is some <laughs> quite weird food you have to make it your, literally make it yourself yeah and 
That's it. And that's the show. <sighs> for for six weeks. So so it's number four. <laughs> like you've watched more seasons than this. Like like it, it, what where is it getting worse? Like what? It what? is. There's that podcast that I've recommended before. Unreal has a really good two episode. Um, investigation into what's happened to Love Island. It's so interesting. Basically, the big problem is the people are just going on there because they know as soon as you're cast, you're guaranteed like a million dollar freaking shine or um, show po like contract. Sheen. Sorry. Um, and also the link between the show and like fast fashion is real interesting because basically... But that podcast, if you're a real pod listener... you got to listen. You're allowed to listen to one other podcast <laughs> and, and its name is Unreal. You have to be playing our one at the same time. But so also skip the intro. They do the same... Like a minute long very pain in the this ear. is true but I think it's really interesting that it's like in the early seasons they realised pretty quickly they needed everyone to change clothes every day otherwise it would look boring to the viewer so they started bringing in you know online orders and boohoo and whatnot and then that kind of created this whole world where now everyone thinks you need to wear a new outfit every single day <laughs> it's real fuzzy <laughs> to think that we probably like are going to miss 1.5 because of Love Island <laughs> Yeah. But we're going to look hot doing oh it. Oh my gosh, so good. We're going to be hot doing yeah. it. Like, we're going to be sweating. That's actually a, no, that's a good point. Like, well, yes, we're making a lot more fast fashion, but it's so hot that we can only wear bikinis now. <laughs> and they're tiny, so don't have to make any big coats. Coming in at number three. I'm going to go for the Doghouse UK here. <laughs> okay, you're so into the show and I know nothing about it. Have but you it watched is the coming. Have no, you watched I, the Doghouse? I haven't seen the Doghouse. Uh, what, what was the what was you were talking about a dog website earlier? As yeah, well. dog pile. <laughs> it's different. Like dog head. The dog house. The, uh, here's the elevator pitch: first dates with dogs. <laughs> it's that is low stakes. Yeah, it's low stakes. It's set in this beautiful rescue center in like lovely English countryside, and it's just all people from all walks of life looking for a dog who come in, get interviewed by the experts, and then they set them up in this beautiful little pen that's got fixed red cameras, and they bring out a dog. That's the show. That's the show. And then the family or, or the couple or whoever decides if they like the dog. And then you find out, like, a few weeks later, if it worked out between them or not. Thoughts? I mean, honestly, that sounds like something I'd never watch. It's so good. It's so wholesome. I, I cry mean, I, I, every time. I, 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 watch, I watch The Secret Life of Pets. <laughs> That's good. Wait, the, the animated children's film. Oh, Secret Life of Dogs? <laughs> whatever you know the one where they put like a like a camera on oh, a okay. cat or whatever yeah. um, that's good I also watched one on there <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on here go with it where they like showed um, these parakeets dancing for EDM that was really is good is that just like a YouTube video that you've seen <laughs> no I think it's a YouTube video that they packaged up into a Netflix show <laughs> So I do understand. I, mean, I'm gonna I like militant, militant Rooster is my favourite animal video. Oh, yeah. It's t- very t- grainy. <laughs> it's very grainy. It's a rooster just like marching through a car park. I like koala falls out of a tree and cries. Oh, It is really sad. It's really sad. So I understand the innate appeal of watching human-animal mm. interactions. And I'm sure you're right about this. I just know in my heart. I won't watch it. It's not for you. I will say it's a great equaliser if you ever find yourself at like a large gathering of boomers who watch network television. Just say you watch The Doghouse on Friday night. Be honest, Alex, that's you basically every night. (laughs) At Scrabble? Yeah. (laughs) No, I haven't been to Scrabble for weeks. It's actually a real problem. Um, That's number three. Number two. Oh, I don't know what to choose. I've got two options. I know. One of them you've seen. One of them you haven't. I'm going to go for The Bridge at number two, because I've only watched one episode. Well, but it's that good. With a, with a bullet. But it's that good. Do you know anything about The Bridge Australia? No. Okay. The premise is 10 Aussie drongos. To be fair, that has been the premise of three of the top ten mm-hmm. shows. Yeah. It's a and winning formula. Like, it's like a country that exists to make reality show people. It's so. I mean, there's a strong Australian showing, right, in yeah. this whole list. The Bridge... Aussie drongos, chuck them in a remote location. There is an island across a lake that has $250,000 on it. Their job is to build with their bare hands a bridge <laughs> to get to the island. <laughs> how, far, how far are we talking? It's like 100 metres. 
And they can't swim there. They can't swim bridge. there. They have to they have to build the bridge with their bare hands, but also only one person can cross the bridge when it's built and that person gets to decide if they keep the money or they split it with the remaining team members. Ooh. So it's like it's got elements of the mole, it's got like this weird survivor kind of thing to it. So the group has to pick someone they trust to send over the bridge that they trust will give them all the money. Yeah. And there's this ancient man who's like I hunt I find opals for a job (laughs) and that's all he's ever done is look for opals and get like 50 bucks a week and just live on that and I'm like obviously seeing that guy like he's like never seen that much money before in his life you'd get it in the will anyway (laughs) that's true or you could probably catch him and oh well there are twists and turns. I don't know if there's anything that violent, but there's already been in the, in one episode, which is over an hour long, I will warn you, but there's a lot of interesting format stuff that happens. The, the island sends out flares across, which have clues attached to them, and if you find them, then you get a new responsibility. It's really, really good. The Bridge Australia. One app in. I'm one app in. Honestly. Damn. I'm really enthused by it. I was furious that Joe had to leave to go to the Killers last night because I couldn't watch the end of it because he was like, don't watch any of this without me. Just quick, quick, quick aside on the Killers. Yeah. I don't know. After Joe Lipo, the, the, the herald of this podcast, <laughs> this is no, no, no longer a quick, quick aside, I know. Uh-oh. Um, and they were like denouncing people for bringing their daughters, people like me, <laughs> to Joe Lipo because it was too saucy. Now... Did you go to, you, you, you didn't go. I either. wanted to go to Dua Lipa, but um, my boss couldn't hook me up with tickets. So. Mm. It's fucked up. <laughs> um, um, but you did, Alex. I did. That was barely PG, I think, as far as the mm. show goes. And uh, so I thought that, that that was what, so I don't want to come off like that. But someone was there with a baby. Just a baby, raw eared, raw eared, <laughs> not even to the concert. Now that they ended up putting their hands over the ears, but still, fundamentally, a fucking tiny baby at the killers, at the, killers, at the sound desk, and G fucking A. Whoa! I mean, like, like I got in trouble for taking Jet to see the Wanted when she was eight without earmuffs, and honestly, with hindsight, fair play, um, they hooked us up. Underrated boy band wanted there was a Don't time know. when it felt like they were competing with one day <laughs> true fact so anyway that's what happened to the killers otherwise that's crazy like, like, yeah just it was just confronting it was a a, a little baby should get the baby in the mosh was the baby like smiling was it like baby look upset <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this song. Yeah. <laughs> I literally am young. <laughs> I wasn't were young. Okay. We've made it to number one. And I don't even know if I actually think this is number one. You definitely don't. Maths are you. Our Cast beloved. your mind back to the start of the year. Once I started looking at recaps of the show and looking at the cast, I remembered what a journey it was. This was a crazy season. It, almost every single cast member delivered something massive. <laughs> Can we go through? Like, remind me, because I've got such a terrible okay. memory. Cody and Selena. Your favourite Cody. Cody. Your favourite man. Hell of a guy. Underrated. <laughs> Model of modern masculinity. <laughs> yeah, Remember okay. how he pranked Selena into wearing a ghillie suit <laughs> and then made her cry? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't great. He was, he was just too honest with his racism. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and that. <laughs> I totally forgot about oh, that. fuck, that was intense. That was man. so no, intense. Look, look, that was the time my stand-up wife was a terrible guy. Mitch. Mitch. Ella and Mitch. That was why I went to Gold Coast. That's why you went to Goldie, to find Mitch. Got an early tan, got an early start on my tan because of him. The man was naked in the shower, twerking upside down. No, not twerking. He was doing handstand push-ups, which are incredibly difficult. Incredibly difficult. Tamara and Brent. Do you remember oh. Brent? He had a um, foot phobia. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Quite and, early and on. And was, was so contemptuous of she him. She really didn't like him. And was she hooking him with She slid into Mitch's DMs, Correct. I think. Um, Dion? Dion oh, and Carolina? <laughs> how tall is he when he stands on his wallet? <laughs> how sparkly is his Chicago Bulls sequin bomber jacket? <laughs> oh, my God. How red doth his tracksuit be? <laughs> Like, and remember we did that big, like, mafioso speech where he's oh. like, you're not a real man. <laughs> so good. Holly uh, and Andrew? Holly and... Holly... That, that's not from... 
Yeah, uh, Andrew was the Australian guy with the uh, American guy. Sorry, with the red oh, hair. Awful. And Holly awful was the kind of woo-woo actress. <laughs> Liar. What, what, what about um, young boy? Al. Al. Who did the shoey in front of everybody? Oh, gorgeous man. These people Love feel like Australia our close now. friends. And he wants to meet a person. That's, That's what he said. He does deserve to meet a person. Uh, Matt and Kate. Do you remember oh, Matt? Matt. <laughs> Matt, who did probably the. Like, even by Australian Drongo standards, whatever he did in that hallway <laughs> can't have been good. Drunkenly at 4am, knocking on everyone's doors, having Just to do so a big curious. beat red apology but at the I dinner party. I don't think he knows what he did, and I don't think no one else does. <laughs> but man, he was, he was, he stayed in it, mm. despite just... He bought that woman so many things. She hated him from the very start, even when he did, like, a really sick bomb next to her and got her, like, you know, absolutely soaked by the pool. (laughs) She didn't love that. But over time, (laughs) as they, you know, spent some more time in each other's company, that initial kernel of hatred (laughs) grew into a giant rainforest the size of the fucking Amazon of hatred (laughs) such that we could reverse climate change with it. Wow. <laughs> There's the solution. But the biggest story of all from maths, Olivia and Dominica. Remember that oh rivalry? Even God. even I've seen Even this Samuel's stuff. seen this stuff. What's your understanding of this stuff? Um so there was a nude photo that was shared around to the group and there was kind of like gossipy behind the back. Is it Dominica who had the photo shared of her? Yes. And like they kind of like try oh, I watched the clip. They tried to like make a joke to the husband about it and be like, oh, do you know that she has an OnlyFans? He was like, yeah. Like, I thought that was king shit. Like, when, king he was like, shit. when he was like, yeah, like, okay. And like, your information is irrelevant. Like, <laughs> so good. Incredible. That whole episode, that, that is why you watch reality TV, because it is at once gripping television, but also like society gets to grow up. The villain just reveals themselves, like mm. hissing, mm. steaming, like just absolute Olivia. And the gap between what was her chap's name? Jackson. Jackson and Jack, I think. Yeah, well, but more like like Jackson just seemed to only see the good in her, and her her posture towards him versus her private behaviour was. That was just, that was incredible. You're right. That's number one. That's number one. It is. It is. And there was so much even building up to that episode. Remember Mm. when she smashed the glass? Because Olivia kept like teasing her about her voice. And there was like this crazy kind of like class tension between them. It was just like. So much in it. There was so much in it. It was absolutely incredible. They've all broken up, <laughs> to be clear. Yeah. Well, they only, like, two of them survived. And even then, they were hanging by a thread. <laughs> um, and Maths is coming back next year. I think there's going to be some celebrities in the cast. Hmm. I've been reading up on um, Daily Mail. <laughs> I mean, it does have that, you know, it, it's it's become Australia's love island, you know, the, the stops traffic defining show. And while it doesn't have those kind of Love Island-like qualities where you're just guaranteed like a, a million... It's, it is literally kind of winning lotto. It certainly has, like, if you want to just be in the attention sphere forever, if you're like a minor celebrity kind of wanting to make that leap, it, it scans. It just also... It, it has that cosy thing now where you're like, oh, this show will run forever. Mm. This will be what I do with February and March yeah. and a little bit of April. This is a seasonal quality <laughs> to, like, you've got your maths at the start of the year, yeah. Love Island in the middle. It's just... It's, and then it's another year done, I you know? know? You get to take it's it off. It's another year done. Thank God. Thank Christ. <laughs> One step closer to the big rest. <laughs> On that note... I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm tired too. It's 4.15. It's a, cra- <laughs> it's a crazy time to do a podcast. Thank you for listening if you made it to the end. Do you reckon anyone's ever done a podcast this late in the day? Sure, <laughs> so. uh, 4.15 PM. I'm naked. Yeah, we should be tucked up in bed like Jane. <laughs> like Jane. <laughs> we should go lucky, get in Jane's bed Jane. with her. <laughs> oh, wait, no, she has a COVID-positive child. <laughs> <laughs> Not into that household. <laughs> um, 
We'll be back next week. Next week we're going to rank all um, the top 20 maths characters of all time, we think, right? Yeah. We're just, we're really freestyling at the moment. We're, bon we're, Funk MCs. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> Bon Funk MCs. The inventors of freestyling. Just before we leave, we haven't actually returned to your segment. Um, any Channing Tatum news? <sighs> okay, let me do a quick Google. Just do a quick uh, dog pile search. You're, you're a fan? You might have not been here, Duncan. Yeah, you this weren't was, here, sorry. I think it was Samuel's first recording, it's, and instead of saying, have we forgotten to do Max Key Corner, he said, "What do we got to do that uh, Channing, Channing Tatum, Tatum news? <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Freudian slip. Um, Channing Tatum returning to his best role. Channing Tatum's was a summer high act. Yeah, nothing interesting. No career. Okay. I've well. decided, <laughs> speaking of Channing Tatum, I'm going to watch Magic Mike again soon. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> It's time. But the thing is, the first one sucks. XXL is good. No, the first one doesn't suck. It's just not as good as XXL. Mm. But I don't think you get to rewatch XXL before you've rewatched Magic Mike. Maybe we should do a Magic Mike pod. Anyway, we need to finish. Goodbye. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> Kia ora e tewi. Te ahi Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.